Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah, what Pastor said, don't focus on me because you're going to make me more nervous than I already am. <laughs> Turn the lights off. <laughs> Amen. Well, thank you guys for coming out on this Wednesday, um, middle of the week. I know it's not always easy to get out of the house with work and kids and things and school and all of that, but more importantly, God appreciates you guys being here. Um, so first, let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this opportunity, Lord. Thank you for getting us here safely tonight, God. I pray that your word go forth, God, more of you, Holy Spirit, and none of us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. All right, guys. So... Man, I don't know about y'all, but leading up to conference, during conference, after conference, the enemy was trying to come in every which way possible. I've seen it in my brothers. I've seen it throughout the whole church, and we can't deny that. The enemy's coming because we crossed over. I'm going to say we crossed over. We're not crossing over. We crossed over because God's already doing it. Um, and, you know, when they say new levels, new devils, we, we get to see that firsthand. And I thank God for that opportunity um, because it's 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 an opportunity of growth in our walk. Um, we get to see where we lack. Sometimes you need certain things to pull that out of you. And, um, you know, I thank God for what he's doing right now. Um, the things that that I can honestly say it's only only by his his uh, grace and by his strength and the love he has for me, because by by my strength, it's nothing. Um, so in Acts 27, uh, 14 through 26, um, it's a little long, but bear with me. Um, we have all night. I'm off tomorrow, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I'm reading out of the Amplified. It says, but soon afterward, a violent wind uh, called a northeaster, a, temp- a temp- tempest- sorry, temp- tempestuous windstorm like a typhoon came rushing down from the island. And when the ship was caught in it and could not head against the wind to gain stability, we gave up. Letting her drift, we're driven along. We ran under the shelter of a small island 25 miles south of Crete called Clauda, and with great difficulty, we were able to get the ship's skip, skiff off the deck and secure it. After hoisting the skiff on board, they used support lines for frapping to undergird and brace the ship's hull. And fearing <clears throat> that they might run, around, might run aground on the shallows of Sirtis off the north coast of Africa, they let down the sea anchor and lowered the sails and were driven along backwards with the bow into the wind. On the next day, as we were being violently tossed about the storm and taking on water, they began to jettison the cargo. And on the third day, they threw the ship's tackle, spare lines, blocks, miscellaneous equipment overboard with their own hands to further reduce the weight. Since neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and no small storm kept raging about us, from then on, all hope of our being saved was growing worse and worse and gradually abandoned. After that, after they had a long time without food because of seasickness and stress, Paul stood up before them and said, Men, you, you should have followed my advice and should have not set sail for Crete and brought on this damage and loss. But even now, I urge you to keep up your courage and be in good spirits because there will be no loss of life among you, but only loss of the ship. 
For this very night, an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood before me and said, Stop being afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar, and behold, God has given you the lives of all those who are sailing with you. So keep up your courage, men. I believe God and have complete confidence in him that it will turn out exactly as I have been told. But we must run the ship aground on some island. So how do you bounce back from situations that try and break you and knock you down? During conference, a lot of us were, were faced with different uh, situations, tried to steer us off track, tried to take us away from crossing over, from attending even the conference. Um, so I, I got three ways here uh, that are going to help you bounce back stronger. So this first one, I want you guys to say it with me because sometimes we, we can't do it. Take a deep breath. Take, take a deep breath sometimes. Sometimes you just need to take a deep breath because your situations are too overwhelming. You don't, have, you don't even give yourself time to take a breath. How are you going to be alive if you can't even take a time to take a breath? Okay, number two, stop. Sometimes we got to stop. Just stop. Stop everything you're doing because you're, you got seven different things from earlier that are, that are weighing you down on top of the, what you're looking forward to. And sometimes you just don't even know what to do and you, you're just... You just give up. You just give up on everything. You shut everything down. You shut your mind down. And, uh, and, and, and stop and evaluate and identify what caused a failure. Before you can dust yourself off and try again, you need to take some time to identify the causes of your mess-ups. Here, I can tell you one that I had to tell myself, and I tell myself multiple times. Get out of the way, let go, and let God. Number three, take advantage of the resources available to you. Uh, we have our phones with Bible apps. We have our physical Bibles, but nine times out of ten, you don't always have it with you if you're at work, grocery store, or whatever. Um, but the the classes, um, Pastor was just talking about the armory. I did the armory, and I, I did all the classes that I could, being saved or not saved. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Hold on. Pause. But sometimes when we're in this faith walk, we've got to be reminded of, of where God had us, where God rescued us from the get-go, from the beginning. Um, every time these doors are open, we should be taking advantage of that. We can't sit here and say that we're not uh, getting enough from the church when we're not showing up to every, every uh, service that's here. Um, the definition of grit is courage and resolve, having a strength of character. Grit is a personality trait possessed by individuals who demonstrate passion and perseverance toward a goal despite being confronted by significant obstacles and distractions. We've had a few um, obstacles and distractions lately, and uh, I, um, man, thank God that we get to see God work. You know, some of us don't really believe certain situations when, um, you know, it's one of those, you got to see it to believe it. Well, I like to, I like to sit here and think that we're seeing it to believe it. And if you still don't believe after seeing what God is doing right now, then keep, keep trying. Um, those who possess grit are able to self-regulate and encourage those around them who are going through the battle and need the encouragement to get back up, to keep fighting the good fight. Sometimes we even need a brother, sister, pastor, or body of Christ to really pick us up when we're down. And that's okay because that's what we're here for is to be the body of Christ. But the truth is, church, that it's hard to take new ground and move forward when you're burnt out. Am I right? It's hard to say, you know what, I'm going to show up to every service on time, ready, hair done, shirt clean. It's hard to say that. 
It's only because I did my hair on a Wednesday. Never have my hair done on a Wednesday. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, it's hard to get back up when you're going through the storm. It's almost like pulling out a tooth just to maintain hope when you're, when you're blinded by your circumstances. When you're knocked down, it's easier to focus on asking why. Why me? Why do I got to go through this? Unfortunately, church, we don't always, and we may never learn the why or know the why. We may not know why we were hurt, we may, but we trust the who. When we linger on the why, we risk becoming bitter and resentful. But when we focus on the who, we effectively surrender. Surrendering is what leads us to a meaningful encounter with God. Trusting God is scary and it's hard because you have to fully rely on God and not yourself. Some of us are the ones that are to do everything. I got it, I got it, I got it. And me personally, I'm speaking to myself because my wife can testify. I'll, I'll do everything. I'll do it all. Um, and just, just because that's, I, I got it, I got it, I got it. And sometimes that's how we can be with, with our, our walk with God. We're like, God, I got it. God, I got it. Okay, God, you showed me. I got it from here, God. You know, I got it. Got it. <laughs> um, but you, you can't put your faith in fear. You must put your, your faith in your Father who loves you. When you, fir- when you feel burnt out from life, when you're just plain out tired, when you're distracted, it can be difficult to see any way forward. But take it from Paul, just as he refuses to give up. See, in Acts 28, or in 27 and 28, Paul went through some things. He went through a storm, shipwreck, snake bite. Paul could have had several uh, reasons to give up hope, to be done with God, but instead he shook it off, literally, as in the snake hanging from his hand, as well as emotionally and spiritually. The Word of God says we'll face trials. In John 16:33, and I'm going to read out of the NLT, says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the, wor- the world. And there's the word peace again. I feel like right now, that's what's trying to be taken away from a lot of us is peace, peace in our home, peace in our workplace, um, peace everywhere we go, even in the grocery stores. We can't even walk out of here in peace as, as we've been seeing. Right. But you know what? That's where God if God's got to start getting a hold of us as soon as we walk out of here so we can maintain the things that we're, we're learning here then so be it. You know, we got to be refined by the fire. We can't give in to the flesh. Fle- Pastor says all the time, the word of God says it. you can't fight flesh with flesh. We fight in the spirit. Amen. <clears throat> okay. And, and I'm also, I also do want to read uh, John 16, 33 out of the Amplified Version because I love the Amplified Version. It says, Jesus says, in the world you have tribulation and distress and suffering, but be cor- be courageous, be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy. I have overcome the world. A storm could be a financial hardship, personal loss, a sickness, or any other trial you may be facing. Look, church, we can't always predict them. We can't outrun them. Some of us can't run, period, but I, I'm talking to myself. I can't run, but I'm not sure. Tr- <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, okay. Um, but we can navigate through them. We have the word of God to navigate through every problem we go through. There, there's a word in here for every situation that you can face in, in this life. Um, but we can navigate through them by the power and presence of God. Storms will come, but we can draw closer to God through them and emerge stronger and bolder in our faith. 
Shaking off the distractions is key to getting back up when life knocks you down. And when you shake that trash off of you, it'll save you from any side effects from it. Meaning that when you start spiraling into, into the distractions that are keeping you from God, you have to first stop repeating the lie that you tell yourself over and over and over again. This action isn't just for you. It's for everyone who is watching you too. Man and woman of God, people are watching you as soon as we walk out of that door. People are waiting for you as soon as you walk out of that door to lose it, with or without cameras, to walk away or to curl up and die. But look at you. Here you are. You're refusing to give up. You showed up on a Wednesday despite what's going on, right? Amen. Give yourself a hand clap for that. Amen. So say this with me, church. Say, I refuse to give up. And you have to believe that, church. We have to The power in believing what we say and what the Word of God says, it comes forth. It's not in our time, but in God's time, because God's timing is perfect timing. <clears throat> I got it. <laughs> uh, sometimes, hold up. What if your adversity turns out to be the one thing that opens doors to which you otherwise would never have access? Said differently, what if your adversity brings you opportunity, as in you learning where you're lacking to grow in your spiritual life, right? Um, see, Paul had to go through the storm. He had to survive a snake bite because God was going to use him for something he never would have encountered otherwise. See, some of us go through some things and we don't know why. Back to the why. Why me, God? Why did I have to go through that as a kid? Why did I have to experience that trauma when I was such and such age? But it's not the why. It's the who and what God is going to use you for through that. Your pain is for somebody's purpose. And we need to understand that. The things that we go through, it's not just because God wanted us to go through some things to make us stronger. It's because it's going to help heal somebody in your faith walk. Amen? Sometimes opportunity is hidden behind adversity. God will use the places we've been to, we've been hurt to bring blessings to others. Everything you have gone through, everything you will go through is part of the plan. And your pain will have a purpose if you choose to trust God. Choke out the lies of the enemy, not your brother and sister. We're not here to choke each other out. I know some of y'all love to fight. I know some of y'all are fighters. Um... Don't choke out your brothers and sisters. Choke out the enemy, the one who's really coming for you guys. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> choke out the enemy with the truth of God's word. Get up and don't give up hope. You may not know why, but you can believe in the who. You might find yourself in the middle of the storm riding waves of depression, anxiety, uh, frustration, as I mentioned earlier, financial uh, situations, loss of a loved one, all types of things, um, and even fighting distractions as we speak. But if you don't quit, you will eventually end up where the Lord wants you. And as I close tonight, guys, I want to leave you with a couple questions. Um, question one, how can focusing on the who of your circumstances help you overcome the why questions that distract you from trusting God? Question two, what opportunities do you have in the midst of adversity to be used by God to show his plan to others? In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Come on, good work.